Hi, my name is Phil. I'm one of the members here at the church. It's my privilege to speak to you this morning. So, um, oh, so good. I love back to baptism services. My absolute favourite. They're so good, and it's so good to hear the story of these guys. So we're missing our, our projector at the moment, so that's our preach right there. The next step. And as you might imagine, the reason I've called it that is because it's the next step for these guys. The next step is, is being baptised. And um, we are all in, in, in a journey in this life, and um, I wonder what the next step might be for you. And as part of our church services, people that don't normally come to church, what we do, as well as praising God is we want to hear his voice, we want to hear him speak to us. And the main reason, the main way that we do that is, is through his Bible. So there's some Bibles on the side. And this is um, these, the book that we're working through at the moment as a church is the book of Luke, which is in the New Testament. And um, we are in chapter 6 at the moment. Now this book is a, it's a historical book. It's not a made-up story. These are things that actually happened and were written down in about AD 85. Um, this really happened, this stuff. It's a history book. And there's actually, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually more evidence for Jesus being on this earth than there is Julius Caesar. So if you believe in Julius Caesar and what, and what he did when he was on this earth, then it's fair to say that, that Jesus lived... Now, whether he was the, the, you believe what he says, is that's, that's the thing that we, that we as Christians, we believe that he is the son of God. So we're working through his book of Luke, and we're going to start, I'll tell you what, before we do the reading, um, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, Mimi mentioned how everyone in this church is really good at reading the Bible. Uh, so, who can tell me who the 12 apostles are? Come on. Anyone, anyone, come on. Peter, Peter, very good. Right, let's get Peter first. Now, he was actually called Simon first, wasn't he? Then he became Peter. So we go to put Simon Peter there. There's also another Simon, did you go there? There's another Simon, Simon Zealot. And Zealot was a, a political party. Let's put him next to David there. And Simon, who else? John, yes. Uh, can you another one? So I've got one hand, one in each hand. Matthew, I've had Matthew there. Right, John and Matthew. Let's then, let's put, yeah, you can have Matthew, there you go. You guys can have John. There you go. Mark, is that in Mark? I'm going to pick them all up now. There's, Mark wasn't one of the, uh, he did write one of the Gospels, but he wasn't actually one of the Apostles. Matthew, yes. We've done Matthew. Judas! There's two, there's two Judas's. Well, I thought, yeah, so Judas, you can have Judas on the chains. I think that's good. I don't think, well, Judas is going, he can go over here. Judas is going there. There's a whole bridge right there. Did Jesus know that Judas was going to betray him when he chose that Let's That's the whole thing. James, well done. He said James. James over here. Did you know there was another James? There's James, the son of Alphaeus. And there's James Thomas, Doubting Thomas. So I'm going to go back with you. Andrew, yes, well done, Beth. Anyone else? 
Bartholomew, very good. Let's look at Bartholomew. Let's turn him next to Neil. There you go. And Philip, yes. <laughs> Me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm named after my apostles. There we go. Well done, everyone. Well done. So, 12 apostles, as you might imagine. The reading today is where. Oh, now I'm breath now. Is where Jesus chooses his 12 apostles. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app on your phone, if you turn to Luke chapter 6, Luke 6, and we're going to start at verse 12. Luke 6, verse 12. So let's read. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and he spent all night praying to God. And when morning came, he called his disciples to him, and he chose 12 of them, who he also designated apostles. Simon, who was named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. Right. So, big step in the Bible story is where Jesus, he not only has disciples now, because he would have chosen those from hundreds of people who were following him, he also has apostles. And the first point really is in the first verse. What does it say? He says, he went onto a mountainside to pray. And he spent all night praying to God. Why? Why does Jesus do that? Big decision, right? Big decision. Who's he going to make? The 12 apostles, the 12 guys who are going to live and share life with him, who are going to carry on his teachings after he dies. Huge decision. So Jesus spends all night praying. And Jesus spends a lot of time praying. It's mentioned um, quite a few times in Luke. In Luke 4. When he goes into the wilderness, he gets tempted by the devil and he goes there to pray. And in Luke 22, when he's just before he's arrested by the, by the Roman guards, he spends all night praying and his disciples can't quite keep their eyes open. In Luke 5, it says, verse 16, it says, he often withdrew to lonely places to pray. So he did this a lot. And we find the answer to why he did this in, in, in John 5. This is another one of the Gospels, the other, another story about Jesus. He says, I tell you the truth, the Son, as he's talking about himself, he sees himself as the Son of God, right? The Son can do nothing by himself. He can only see what he sees the Father doing. So he's desperate to spend as much time as he can with his Father God. Because he wants to know what to do. He needs to know what to do. What's the plan? Father, what's the plan? I'm here on earth. I'm your Son. I'm here. Tell me what to do. And this is the big lesson for us, I guess, the first one. Anyway, if Jesus thinks he needs to spend lots of time in prayer, I probably think we, we do quite well to do the same. Spend the time in prayer. And it's, it's an interesting lesson because it's quite hard. It's quite hard to do that. Um, even, as, even mature Christians, I think, sometimes struggle with putting time aside, to just spend a bit of time just in God's presence, read the Bible, pray. You know, some people do it at a certain time in a, a certain place. Diane was saying she does it, you know, during the day on the bus. That's fantastic. 
Great, just spending time in prayer, that's exactly what we want to do because we want to stay as close to our Heavenly Father as possible. It's also worth mentioning, he was up all night um, uh, worrying, like who's he going to choose for his, disciples, for his apostles? And when I was uh, preparing, um, I often you know, ask God, please God, you know, help me, obviously, to do this well. And one of the things that really came up was I, just, I, I don't know if there's anyone here this morning who is up all night worrying about things. We'd love to pray for you about that. That's something that, that we're here for. We live in a community where we help each other, and we look out for each other. And just, just let the person you, who, who you came with know if you want to pray about that being up all night. And also just to remember that God knows. God knows you're up all night. God knows you're worrying. Just take comfort in that. So... What kind of people did Jesus choose? What, what, what kind of people were these 12 apostles? Well, we know a little bit about them, don't we? We know that someone were fishermen. He uh, called them when they were on their boats. We know that there was a tax collector in there. There was a, a zealot, a, a member of a political party. But the main reason I, I put those apostles amongst us, it, we, we can get quite... Uh, carried away with these 12 guys and think that they're like superheroes, like Marvel superheroes or something. We see them in the, even in the stained glass windows with the, with the halos. They were just regular guys. They were just regular people like us. Just regular people. And the Bible is absolutely jam-packed full of ordinary, regular people who do things well and who do things badly. And that's what God does. It's not about amazing people. It's about an amazing God who chooses to use just regular folk like us. So he chose those 12 disciples. Is it the same today? Does he choose people today? Yeah, he does. He chooses regular, ordinary people like me and you. Now, as we listen to these guys give their, their testimonies, which I so enjoyable, it's so good. You might be thinking, well, surely it's, it's, it's them that chose Jesus. I mean, I, I'm a Christian, you know, I, I chose Jesus. Well, it actually says in the Bible, in Ephesians 1, verses 4 and 5, it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And he says to his disciples in John 15, verse 16, Jesus says to these guys that he just chose, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you so that you might bear much fruit. Jesus chooses us. That's why Father God sent Jesus as his son to live on earth because God loves us. God loves us that much. He wants us to be his sons and daughters, his adopted sons and daughters. And that's what happens with adoption, right? In adoption, it's the parents who choose the child. It's very special, that, that relationship. And that's what happens with our Father God. However, God knew what we were like even before we were born. In, in Psalm uh, 139, it says, even when we were being formed in our mother's womb, he knew who we were. And yet, he still chose us. 
It's amazing. It's a bit like in, um, uh, have you seen that film Jumanji? The most re- oh, not the, the second, the most recent kind of incarnation of it. They, um, they're in this video game, for those of you who don't know, and one of them presses their, their shoulder, and suddenly up comes this list of strengths and weaknesses. And um, it says what they're good at and what they're not so good at. And um, Kevin Hart's character, who all he gets to, he's very upset because in real life he's this big, burly kind of football player. And uh, in, in the game, all he gets to do is carry a bag. And one of his weaknesses, it says strength. <laughs> How could strength be one of my weaknesses? Anyway, so it's a bit like that with us, right? So God knows our strengths and our weaknesses. He's made each one of us absolutely unique. There is not another one of you anywhere in the whole world. It's a bit like saying, you know, don't stop, don't try and be like someone else. Do you know why? Because everyone else is taken. You need to be yourself. But God also knows, as well as the good bits and the wonderful uniqueness of us, as my kids, I'm sure, will, will tell you all too quickly that we have bad bits about us as well. And um, Jesus knows about those two, those bits inside your heart that you don't really want anyone else to know about, those thoughts that you have that, that you feel shame about. Um, Jesus knows about those two. And God, who wants to be in a relationship with us as adopted sons and daughters, he is holy. He is almighty. He is wonderful. He is powerful. Um, and if we were to come into his presence, it's, I was talking with Rachel, my wife, about this. She, she came up with a great, great picture that she heard. She said, it's a bit like the sun and these little bits of tissue paper. They would just completely disappear. So how do we do it? How do we come into a relationship with this almighty all-powerful, wonderful, holy God. So God chooses us, and he knows that we are not perfect. So, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he chose us, he sent his son Jesus to die for us, so that if we believe in him, we will have eternal life. That's the good news. That's the good news. There's nothing we can do to be in relationship with God. There's nothing we can do to have him as our Heavenly Father. The only person who can make that happen is Jesus, because he's the one that lived and was holy. So what we do, so when, so when these guys down here, when they decided to, to follow Jesus, when I decided to follow Jesus, Jesus said, okay, this is what we'll do. Mimi, Pat, David, Diane, I'll tell you what, let's switch places. I'll take your place and I'll die, and then you can take my place and go to heaven and be with my Father God. That's how much I love you. That's me choosing you. It's the same with me. It's the same with anyone here. And then, and here comes the really good news. And then, so Jesus did that. He died on the cross. And because he did that, because he did what his father told him to do, however painful and awful that death was, God then raised him up again on the third day. Raised him to life. Raised him to life. The only only. God is the only one who can, who can bring you life like that. And that's, what, that's what's happening in this baptism pool. So what we're doing, it's like, it, looks, it even looks a bit like a grave. We're going we're gonna to put these guys down into the water, into a watery grave. And then they're going to be like, like Jesus, they're going to die. And then like Jesus, they're going to be raised up to new life, new life in him. 
new life in the Holy Spirit. That's the new covenant. So back then, in, 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 um, uh, when Jesus was saying this to his apostles, oh, do you know why he chose 12? Anyone know why he chose 12 apostles? 12 tribes of Israel, well done. Yes, so the old covenant that God had in the Old Testament um, with the people of Israel was because Jacob, who was then called Israel, had 12 sons, and those 12 sons then became 12 tribes, and then that, that then became the nation. Now Jesus is bringing about something new. He's doing a new thing. And he goes, right, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose 12 people to carry on my work and to be a bit like the 12 tribes of Israel. And it's fair to say as well that once these guys baptised, get baptised, when I was baptised, you're not going to be perfect, sorry to say. You're not going to stop doing things wrong. I'm sure you're aware of this. I just wanted to be very clear that this is, this is, this is the next step, yeah? This is what we all do in our relationship with Jesus. We take a next step. And there's grace for that. There's nothing, once you say yes to Jesus, there's nothing you can do to make him change his mind. Nothing at all. There's grace for that. That's why he died, because he knows. He knew that Peter, who was uh, the most wonderful apostle and started the early church, and was the one that ran into the tomb when Jesus had risen, didn't wait for the others, he knew that he also would deny Jesus. He knew that there, there was a time when, just after Jesus has died, and Peter's outside waiting to hear news, and these people come over and say, aren't you, aren't you one of Jesus' followers? And Simon Peter gets scared. He doesn't, he's like, no, that's not me, not me. And he denies him. God, God knew that, uh, Jesus knew that that was, was going to happen. And yet he still chose him. And he still does, he still chooses people today. Just regular folk, like me and you, who get things wrong. It's all about what Jesus has done. Jesus choosing us. So, as we come to a close, I've got one more piece of paper here. What name's going to be on here, do you think? <laughs> Big reveal. Can you guess what? I might be back. Because you too can have your name on here. You too can be chosen. You are chosen. Jesus loved you just as much as he loved his 12 apostles. And he died for you. And you can have your name written on there today. Isn't that amazing? It's a bit like, so uh, an analogy would be, and this is for the Christians here as well as the, the people who are not yet thinking about it. Um, it's a bit like Jesus knocking on the door of your house. And it might be that you've not let him in. It might be that you've opened the door and you've let him in, like these guys have, and like I have. And at first, you're in the hallway and then Jesus says, I want to come into your living room. Oh, come on in, come on in. So we sit down in the living room and then he says, you know that, that, that room down the end there? I want to go in that room too. And, and you know it's full of mess and boxes and things that need sorting out. And no, I don't want you to go in there, Jesus, please don't go in there. Uh, and slowly, as we live this life, we allow Jesus into more and more areas of our life. And we start including him in decisions about things that we, we do in this life. It took me ages to. To, to allow Jesus into certain areas of my life and, 
I just wanted to raise that this morning for, for every, everyone who's taking a next step, right? Not just these guys who are being baptised. I, I am, and you guys are. We're all taking a next step. So I just, that's one of our, my challenges this morning. Um, and I'm going to end with a prayer. So before we baptise these guys, um, what should we do? Should we stand? Let's all stand. Why not? I basically, when I became a Christian, I, I, I basically thought that life, life makes more sense with Jesus in it than without him in it. I didn't understand everything, but I knew that I wanted to find out more. So anyway, let's close our eyes and we'll, and we'll pray. We're gonna, and then we're going to worship and then we're going to do the baptism. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time just to look at your word, the Bible. Lord God, we thank you for speaking to us today. We thank you that you, that you chose those 12 apostles, Jesus. And we thank you that you are still choosing people today. We thank you that you loved us so much that you willingly went to death on a cross. Lord God. And we say again this morning that we love you. Lord God, if anyone who's, who wants to have their name on that piece of paper, Lord God, and say yes to Jesus, yes to taking a next step, whatever that step might be, whether it's a first one or whether you've been walking with Jesus and, and you've stopped for a while or whatever it is, Holy Spirit, would you come and minister to us now? Would you allow us to see what that next step might be? We thank you so much for coming down to earth, for teaching us, for teaching your disciples, for choosing those 12 apostles, just regular folk like like me and you. In your name, Jesus. Amen.